All right, it's good to be here uh, this morning, and a hey, great Sunday school classes. It's so much. It was a good class, and, and uh, I'm, we're gonna do some. Have this little request right here, but I'm gonna give you some scripture here to start our service off, and this in Psalms, uh, Psalms uh, 66 and verse four says, "All the earth worshipers, you and sing." It says, "All the earth worships you and sing uh, praises to you. They sing praises to your name." And uh, we're going to do that right now, but Brother Bo was wanting us to uh, sing a song. And uh, anyhow, I talked to some little song to little kids yesterday, and it's called Little Bitty Seeds. And, and uh, I, I love that little song right there. But y'all got to help me out right here. So, Kelton and, uh, and Lily, y'all come up and help me with this song right here, okay? We're gonna, I think this will be a great way to start the service off. And then we're going to sing some more songs that we sung yesterday, and I'm going to need y'all's help on this too. Hey, y'all come, y'all come right down here with me. Y'all come down here with me. Okay, got you, you got your real high-pitched voices on? You can see it. Okay. Alright, so see if they got the look. Y'all got it. You can see Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and we're going to do this, okay? Y'all got to do it. You got to help me. Okay, you got to help me. Right, it starts off with the Word of God, like little bitty seeds. Okay. The Word of God's like little bitty seeds scattered all around. The Word of God's like little bitty seeds scattered all around. Some in the road, some in the road, some in the weeds. Everywhere you look, you find little seeds. The Word of God's like little bitty seeds scattered all around. Sing that song right there. Kept <laughs> 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 going to get here in just a second. You know, watching all these little kids yesterday run around, you know, that they do share a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to share this right here with you. This is a story that came actually out of Bible school, and I have shared it with a few people. But, you know, it, it, it's actually something that's always stuck in my mind. But we was at Cleveland, had Bible school going on, and, and I was helping with the class, and and there was one little young girl in there, and she's she's probably younger than Lily here, but anyhow, she was in there, and she, her eyes, she had the prettiest eyes, brown eyes. But anyhow, a lot of kids are just running around and not really paying a lot of attention. But she was listening to everything that I had to say. And was talking about God, how big God is and everything. And, and you know, if you invite him in, he lives inside of you, he lives inside of you. But, you know, she took that literally. If God lives inside of him, he lives in everything. He's got to be a big God. And she said, is God as big as you say? And I said, God is a big God. Amen. And second, man, is how God worked. This little child in my life. You're in a Bible school. You see, after the class, he came up to me and said, said, Brother Wayne, he says, God is big as you say he is? And I said, he's a big God. <clears throat> I pointed and I said, he lives right here. He invited me and lives in your heart. And she said, if he lives inside of you, he's that big, won't he be poking out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a laugh just like that right there. And then, then reality hit me. You're exactly right. Sure. He would be poking out. That's right. Everybody can see. And that little girl taught me a lesson. I'm sure she's grown. I couldn't even tell you her name now or anything, but she was the biggest brace in my life at that time. And nothing happened on that Bible school. It was, it was for me. That day that you know, God needs to be poking out in our lives. Everybody can see. But uh, we're going to sing another song. Let's do Peace Like, let's do peace like the River. You want to? Right, I want everybody to stand up. <clears throat> Y'all remember the hand motions? We're going to do some hand motions right here, too. Y'all remember the hand motions? All right. We got peace right here.
before we before we go on. Brother Michael, you pray for us. <coughs> Father, we bow this morning to thank you for that joy and that peace that we have in our yes, lives. Amen. Father, we pray that you do bust out of us on the inside, Father, that people can see you in our lives. Thank you for each one that's made their way today. Pray we'll be with our pastors. He stands before us and he gives us what we need. Father, we pray that our hearts be good soil for those seeds that are sown. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Y'all can go sit down. Thank y'all so much for doing that. Had to do that. Had to do that right there. I love the, look, the word of God. It's like little bitty seeds. I keep that, but <laughs> You know, ain't God good? Ain't God so good? Let's just sing that. God is so good. Look, you, if you want to look, look page 193. 193. We sung that yesterday too, and I love that song right there too. And you only have to look the words of that song.
page 672, and you only have to look at this book, Mighty God. 672. You know, we do serve a great and a mighty and awesome God. And uh, there's no other friend like Him. No other friend like Him. Six seventy two. several years since the church has had a Bible school but um, you know what a blessing it was again you know I shared earlier that it was a blessing many years ago what it was in Bible school but you know me getting up here and, and doing all those hand motion stuff it's, it's out of my character you know but you know I had a great time with the kids I had a great time with the kids and, and, and they meant a lot to me by doing that sure and, uh, I enjoyed that so much. But you know, in saying that, you know, God is my rock that I stand on. He is my rock. And uh, without Him, I can't do anything. Without Him, I can't do anything. And I, again, I'm just, I just, just so thankful for Him. I stand only knowing on how He's blessed me and my family and, and, and just put Vanessa in, in, you know, in my life. and. Of course, having been in and fixing out a future dollar, okay. But you know, God has a plan. God has a plan. Sure. And on that plan, we got to stand on what He has for us. But on that solid rock, I stand. On let's sing this song right here. Today. On the solid rock, look at page 526. 526. <laughs>
anything they like to share. I'm the Lord. Just my the Lord this morning. Just my the Lord. I just was thinking yesterday, you know, because our two little grandsons, they can be so round. <laughs> and that's why we take a lot of B12 when we have big people. <laughs> but, you know, it's a real honest. You know, they can be so handsome. Uh, but when I saw them, the, I think y'all's little grandsons, they were all wrestling kind of on the stage. And I was like, oh, Lord, how we going to get, you know, trying to get them up. And I'm not kidding. I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, you just wait and you see them in a few years. Because you've been a God. Oh, yeah. And that just got to me. I was like, Lord, y'all can just be a little rowdy. We're just going to deal with this. <laughs> you know, but just, it's like the Lord just kind of let me just hear him say that. Because we've been trying to work with Matthew quite a bit on this attention and stuff. And uh, like I said, they've been a handful. And I, I told y'all, I got my little bright orange rubber, rubber spatula that has a space on it that says, oh, no. And when they, I pull out, oh no, they're like, oh no, we're going to, you know, they're not going to get, oh no, you know, but I just really felt like the Lord, you know, said, in a few years, you just wait till you see these kids, sure. what they're going to be, and God, and it just, I don't know, that just helped my spark so much, because Kenneth and I's grandparents, we just really pray that God, we're so imperfect, we, I'm telling you, we're having to grow, God's having to deal with us about stuff in our own personal lives. But we're just asking God to help us to pour into these boys the Lord, that they'll know the name of the Lord at an early age. And that was something I was praying yesterday when I was seeing all these little babies. I said, Lord, please let them know you at a very early age and be obedient to your will. Because what they're going to be transitioning into, and you know, we know what we see now as grandparents is kind of scary to see what our kids are going to be facing. But I knew at home, we just felt so compelled to start teaching them the Pledge of Allegiance, teaching them how to fold their little hands and pray. Because so much of these things we take for granted that our society's losing. That's know? right. And um, I know little Michael, we've been teaching him to say, God is good. God is great. And that little baby, every time you'll come, you know, he does the, the first thing out of his mouth, God is good and God is great. And I said, if we could just teach him that and those babies at an early age, it's great for us just to pour into them God. Pour, you know, because we're so <laughs> needy ourselves. You know, we, we need to grow in the Lord so much. Can we not both do? But we're just saying, Lord, help us to pour into these babies. And I saw them yesterday, and I thought, Lord, may every one of these children that came, may every single one of them know Jesus at an early age. It may not a single one of them be lost and be filled with your spirit and obey what you have for their life because that's our future right there, our generation. I just, sure. just something in the world just gets said, that's your future right there of this nation and to teach them. And when we did the pledge, I could just shout it because I thought we've got to instill in these babies, you know, this, the, the things that the Lord gave us when we were young and uh, passed that on. And, uh, but that just really touched my heart. I felt like the Lord got your kid and I hope, oh Lord, they're going to be okay, you know. Just keep pouring into them. Pouring into them. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else? I had, I had Lee's grandmother and great aunt doing uh, back when I was a lot younger. <laughs> they will remember and so will you. Anyone else like anything you like to share? I could go on and on about yesterday. I could. I could go on and on and on. And, I, and all the workers, all the workers. I know the Roger recognized that there's a lot of work that went on, but you know it was, uh, you know, just just being part of that was a blessing to me. Just to be a part, just being part of the work, part of it, you know, the process of that. Wayne, let me say this. I wasn't going to say anything, but maybe um, hang in there with them. Uh, yesterday, Pam, Linda, and I kind of laughed at our girls because uh, they were running around chasing their kids like we ran around chasing ours when ours were little. And But but on the flip side of that, we got to see our girls come in alongside us yesterday and, and be a part of the Bible school and lead. And, and 
Uh, so that was such a blessing. So hang in there. Amen. It's worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. So anyone else, don't just mind the Lord if you got anything you like to say. I guess I want to add to that. I'm not going to say anything either. But uh, I think y'all all know what it's like, or most of y'all know what it's like to raise a teenager. In these days, this generation is so different than what I was raised like. And of course, y'all's was different, you know, the old, you know how it goes. And there's so many things that Mitchell and I have just struggled day to day. Like, how do we do this? How do we teach a God? How do we pour into them? How, how do you just make them see? You just want to flip a switch, you know, for them. And that sort of thing. And then for Celtic, too, with... And we pray that we're doing the right thing every day, that we're living what we're supposed to, and that we have them where they're supposed to be so that they will know God and try to put God first in that sort of thing. We try so hard, and sometimes we feel like we fail. There's so many times, there's just days I'm just like, Lord, what am I doing? You know, it feels so defeated because I can't fix it. I can't fix it on my own. And then... Um, I went Thursday to Spring Valley Beach with his little baseball team um, Thursday afternoon, and one of the moms of his, one of the little boys, they was on the same team in basketball, and they do ball together. But one of the moms was like, I just want you to know that when I see Michaela, I see a beautiful Christian girl. She's not like the others. She exuberates kindness, sweetness. She's different. She dresses different. She talks different. She walks different. And I'm like, really? It's like, I hope so. <laughs> you know, we try, but... And that's why I'm like you. That's all I want in my life is to know that both of my babies are saved. They truly live their lives for God and realize the reason we're here on this earth is for Him and to spread his gospel so that others can go see him and be with him one day. But it's a struggle nowadays with cell phones and social media and all these choices that we have to make. That I know my mama didn't make when I was young. She didn't have to, you know. And just to know, have that person tell me that, that, I mean, she only has a son that's Kelton's age. She has just seen her around with Kelton. For her to tell me that I'm like, I feel like what God was like giving me that little glimpse of maybe you're doing something right, just keep going, like you said. So anyway, I just, it made me feel good when, when the days are hard and the choices are hard. God gives you that little whatever as a parent because parenting is hard one of the hardest things I've ever done but I thank God for my babies and y'all just keep praying for us for Kelton that that day will come early too so Amen Amen you know you say that you know Christian walking you know sometimes it ain't an easy walk but you know God can make that walk a whole lot easier True sure can make that walk a whole lot easier Amen Tell the parents and grandparents your children are listening Yesterday in the middle class with Eli, all of a sudden he said, how do you know God's real if you can't see him? Yeah. And I just answered, I asked Steve this morning, I said, did I answer that okay? Because I didn't want to hurt the children anyway. But they're listening. Mm -hmm. And those, those kids really watch you, watch every, you know, move you make. You may not think they're paying attention, but they are paying attention. You know, what an influence. Uh, you know, we made yesterday was, you know, it's all for the glory of God. It's all for the glory of God. Well, I asked Brother Chris if he had anything he'd like to share, and I'm going to ask him if he would. would you?
Brother uh, Wayne sung on Christ the Solid Rock, I stand. <clears throat> I, I thought about the fact that what we try to do uh, with our young people is make sure they're on the solid rock. Amen. Because that we know that there's times that's coming and they'll experience times in their life just as we have that we need to be on that solid rock. My dad had a little brother that was a preacher that pastored in Brown Blunt, Coleman, and over in Fayette County. And he had a favorite song that he liked to sing. I'm going to try to sing it for you, but I want you to be ready to help me on the third verse before Brother Steve comes. Number 577. Marilyn and I haven't practiced this, so I'll ad lib just a little bit there before the chorus. Uh, all right. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an
What a blessing. I could just sit and listen to those songs and sing with them all day long. I guess that's why they used to have all day singings, I reckon. <laughs> and, uh, my daddy used to say when he was a kid, he was carried around the all day singings. And he said, after about three or four hours, I was ready to go. <laughs> but uh, man, it's been good to be here this morning. And, uh, I want to say along with you that I do appreciate all the effort that was put into our Bible school. And I asked people as they came in that were here for our Bible school, and I asked them, I said, did you get any rest? And, and unanimously, I got the word back, not enough. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, we, we were all tired at the end of the day, but, but, but what, a, what a great Bible school. I appreciate that, and I, I appreciate the seeds that were planted there and uh, the questions that were asked from the, from the kids and all and the feedback. I appreciate that. And, and, uh, and Sister Maggie, you will see those, those boys I thought about I thought about the same thing as they were rolling around on the stage and just being boys and I thought one day uh, these will be young men if the Lord tarries is coming and uh, and God's got a plan for them. He really does. I, I'm so glad of that uh, today. It's good to see each one of you and thank you for being here uh, today and I could truly go home and say that I've been blessed to be over at the house of God. And, and I always like it uh, when it's like that, um, when you come and you're not here very long in the building before you really feel the Spirit of the Lord. And I really appreciate that. I'm, and uh, uh, thank you, Brother Wayne, for the songs that you lead, and uh, Sister Marilyn and Brother Chris for playing upon them. Uh, organ and the piano. I don't take that for granted. I don't, and I appreciate that. It adds so much, uh, so much to the service. And we uh, thank you for that. It's good to see Miss Osborne here with us. And Amen. Lily. Amen. Uh, Lily was here at Bible school yesterday, and, and uh, she said she wanted to come back today. So Amen. we're glad of that. We're glad that that uh, that she's with us. And let's pray for those that are not here today. I think maybe. Uh, uh, Brother Dustin and his family and Betty may be traveling or out of town. So let's, uh, let's keep them in our prayers. Let's continue to pray for Brother Benny. And uh, he's, he's making progress. And uh, let's don't let up on praying for him. And I think Brother Chris made mention yesterday, he said that he really appreciates the cards that he's, that he's received and it's been encouraging to him. So uh, let's continue to, to, uh, to pray for him. But uh, uh, I know I say this a lot, but I really don't feel like I'll be long this morning at all. But if you'll turn in your Bibles to Galatians, the sixth chapter, uh, I'd like to read here uh, uh, three or four, five, six verses uh, in your hearing. And I'll try to share with you just for a few minutes, maybe testify for just a few minutes on, uh, on something that the Lord uh, showed us here. And uh, in the uh, sixth chapter of, of uh, Galatians, and I think I'll begin reading with the seventh verse, sixth chapter and the seventh uh, verse. It, Paul says here, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And he says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And he said, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season uh, we shall reap if we faint not. And I think that's a very encouraging verse that we need to uh, keep in mind and, and maybe go over and, 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 and read it pretty frequently. Uh, to, when we start to get, and all of us do, when we start to get weary, in the way and, and our bodies begin to get tired. Uh, uh, this is always an encouragement to, to, to read this, uh, that let us not be weary in well-doing. Uh, it's, it's we're on a journey, uh, but it's a short journey. And, it, and it's uh, the end of this thing is, is nearing and it's nearer than it was yesterday. And so, uh, uh, so many people we've seen 
uh, ministers. We've seen we've seen good faithful church members down through the years at different places that have gotten weary in the way and and they just maybe gotten out of church for one reason or another. Maybe the maybe the journey. Uh, I remember Elijah one time sat down under a juniper tree and he was complaining that the journey was too great for him. And I, I'm afraid a lot of times that if we're not careful, the devil will have us convinced that the journey's too great for us. But I'm glad that the Lord sent an angel down there to Elijah to encourage him, get him to eat and take nourishment and to get on uh, that the Lord was not through with him yet. He's not through with us yet. So I want to encourage you if you get if you get weary, just get, uh, Brother Ed Engel used to say, just get a help and a grace. It'll, it'll help us out. But he went on to say, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. It said, you see how large a letter I have written unto you that uh, with mine own hand, as many as desire to make a fair shoe in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And I believe I'll stop reading right there. And uh, uh, I want us to go back and look at this 14th verse here for just a minute. Uh, Paul says, but God forbid that I should glory uh, in uh, saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if I had a thought today, it would simply be this, the necessity of the cross. And I want you to think about that just for a few minutes. And I want you to think about a necessity. And, and uh, there's a lot of things in life that we consider uh, to be necessities that, that are not really uh, necessities in life. Proof is that our ancestors lived without some of the things that we have today that we consider uh, necessity. So we uh, have to put them in the right category. And a lot of things we have today are luxuries <coughs> that we think are necessity. Now I realize today that if we're talking about food and water and raiment and a roof over our head, these are necessities for our body uh, to survive. Uh, but all these other things are just added on benefits and gifts from God that you and I uh, have today. But I want to talk to us uh, just for a few minutes uh, this morning about uh, of the, the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ and the necessity of the cross. Now I'm not putting stock in uh, uh, the timbers that are put together and nailed together uh, to form a, a, a cross, but uh, I hope that you get a, across what I'm trying to get across to you is what took place on the cross. And so the necessity in mind in your life of what happened on the cross and the importance of it. And, and, and so uh, we begin to look here and, 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 and I thought about, we take for granted a lot of times as we uh, look around in the church house and around we see uh, uh, crosses everywhere. We, we've got them on top of the church on our steeple here. I see one over the entrance of uh, the doors there. You see them around people's necks and you see them on pictures on the wall and uh, they're just everywhere when you uh, uh, look around you see crosses coming up out of the ground uh, maybe in churchyards or even uh, people have them in their own yard but these these are are symbols and replicas uh, of what happened on the cross and what uh, took place there there's uh, I believe today in the world that we live uh, that it's very very important that we stress the necessity of the cross of Christ because if we miss this and I'm afraid today it's being missed in a, a lot of the churches around today uh, 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 the importance and the necessity of the cross amen and so uh, we see that the apostle Paul here he was adamant uh, about the cross I'm sure that when he was writing these letters 
uh, to the churches, there was probably a lot of people saying, boy, this guy Paul is really hung up about the cross of Christ. And, and maybe he was, but I tell you today, I believe it's time that you and I uh, I'll get excited and, and begin to lift up and talk about how the cross of Christ today and what happened there. And without that, we would not have any life whatsoever. Without that, uh, we'd have no hope uh, in this world today. If your hope uh, is on anything else in the world today, you're on weak and shifting uh, sand today. But if you'll put your confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did on Calvary's cross, how uh, you can have life today and have it more abundantly. Amen. Amen. I begin to think about as we look here and, 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 and Paul was, as he talked about the cross and in 1 Corinthians, he, he preached about it. Everywhere he went, he, he preached about the cross of Christ. And over in uh, Galatians, he, uh, as I read to you, he gloried in the cross. He said that he didn't have anything else uh, to glory in his life save the cross of Jesus Christ today. And so how we go a little further and we go over into Ephesians and he uh, preached about and talked about the reconciliation we have uh, through the cross of Jesus Christ today. So uh, the next time you look and you see a cross on the wall or around uh, somebody's neck, I want you to think about what it represents today. It's not just a pretty uh, piece of jewelry, but what uh, took place on that cross, amen. I realize this is a very simple message, but uh, it's needful today. And he also talked about in the book in Philippians when he was talking to the church at uh, Philippi, uh, he referred to the enemies of the cross. And there was very uh, many enemies of the uh, cross of Christ, amen. And there still are uh, today. A lot of people don't want you uh, preaching about a bloody cross or about uh, someone dying on a cross or the agony uh, that they went through. But brother and sister, I tell you today, uh, without us preaching that and teaching that, uh, it's a lost and dying world, amen. And it'll come through the blood of Jesus Christ and we must preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified today, amen. Amen. Also in Colossians, he talked about peace being made by the cross. And he talked about the Old Testament ordinances being abolished by the cross. Watch out, preacher. Amen. Yes, that's what I said. He said over here in Colossians, he said, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Amen. So I want us to understand today that as we think about the cross of Jesus Christ and uh, we think about Him hanging there in agony and in, and in pain, what all was nailed uh, to that cross, amen, and uh, uh, not just uh, today for uh, 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 little things, but all the things today uh, that were nailed to that cross and how it, uh, the Bible teaches us uh, that, uh, that uh, when he gave up the ghost there on the cross, amen, there was a great storm and uh, the earth did quake. The Bible uh, teaches us and the Bible said uh, that the veil of the temple uh, was rent uh, from top uh, to bottom, amen. You tell me today there's not some significance in what happened on the cross of Calvary today. Amen. I, 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 I watch sometimes a lot of uh, uh, preachers on the, on the Christian channel and I appreciate those that are, that are teaching and one just spends his whole time uh, talking about the importance of the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the reason uh, that he does that is because today uh, there are so many teachings are going out through our world today of how to get to heaven in different ways uh, that you can go to heaven today. Uh, but it's through the blood of Jesus Christ and it's that blood that was shed on the cross. That's our only ticket. Amen. Today that's the only way uh, you and I will have salvation today. It's what happened on the cross. Amen. Amen. So Boy, I tell you, as I read this and begin to study this, every time uh, that I see a cross, I, 
uh, there's something in me that just kind of uh, I get kind of a sweat about me thinking about what uh, took place so a lot of times I, I think about it one in particular cross that uh, stands out in my mind Sister Linda's uh, when I was a, a lad of a boy and we'd come to my grandparents house in Aniana and we'd uh, we'd eat and on Sunday afternoon and a lot of times we'd stay after dark and I remember on that long drive down Highway 75 used to be a two lane and I remember that long drive back to Jefferson County and I'd be looking out the window at the stars and around Easter time uh, when you got down to Pine Mountain uh, there was a cross on the side of the mountain there uh, that was lit up. Somebody went to the trouble uh, to put those lights up there on the side of that mountain and I, I would look up at it and I would think, boy, what a cross up there on the side of the mountain. And little did I know uh, that later on in life, Sister Marilyn, what that cross would mean in my life and what happened on that cross, uh, what it would mean in my life. I was just a little old boy, never been lost and undone, but I'd see that cross up there that somebody went to the trouble to put up there, that everybody driving up and down Highway 75, I, I could see it, amen. And now as a saved individual, amen. Amen. I, I'm thankful today I, I, for the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And what was done there? I want you to understand that hanging on a cross, customary during that time, it was a very shameful type death. Amen. Amen. It's bad enough to die just any old way, but when you're hung on public display where everybody in the world that's there can see you and watch you die. The Bible said that there was some there that were wagging their heads. Amen. <laughs> said he saved others and he cannot save himself. Can you imagine that when he had the power to call down a legion of angels to come and take him down off of that cross? He had that power. It was in his hands to do that. But because of the love that he had for those people, that were shaking their heads and mocking him for the love that he had for you and I today. He suffered and bared our shame and our sins on that cross today. So the next time you see a cross, you think about that uh, today. Never take for granted today what happened on the cross. Amen. Let us never, in teaching the Word of God, in preaching the Word of God, let us never put aside of the cross or put it on the back burner or don't talk about it because it was a place of death, because it was a place that uh, we, I've heard people say before, and I've never had anybody personally tell me this, but I've heard preachers tell me before that they've had people in their congregation that would tell them, I don't preach that to my children. I don't want them to hear about all that uh, blood and gore. It just amazes me today that we'll allow it on our televisions and we'll allow it on everything under the sun. But when it comes down to talking about Jesus and what he went through, a lot of folks today don't want to hear that. Amen. We should be reminded continually. Sometimes when I begin to get content in my ways and begin to get satisfied maybe in my ways, Sister Marilyn, I have to remember and maybe I have to pull my Bible out and go back and read about the cross of Jesus Christ. The agony he was not hanging there next to two other righteous people, but he was hanging there next to two thieves. Amen. He was put to public shame. He was stripped of his raiment. Amen. He was beaten. He was spit upon, and a crown of thorns was put upon his head. But I'm so thankful. No wonder Paul said <laughs> that he couldn't go in anything save the cross of Jesus Christ. Do you realize today that back then, and this was written to the churches not too very long, I can't remember A.D. exactly, but not too very long after the crucifixion of Christ when the Apostle Paul was preaching about, about Christ. And in that day, you had, you had Jews that were putting so much stock in circumcision, and it made them feel better if they could have somebody else circumcised 
They glory in the flesh, is what Paul said that they did. They glory in the flesh. And who would think that after so many years of that going on, and we're in July of 2022, would you think that there's still folks that have confidence in that today? And do you realize that when we put our confidence in these ceremonial laws, amen, when we put our confidence in that today, that we're saying that the cross of Jesus Christ is of no faith. Amen? Amen. All of these, all of these ceremonial things that, that folks go through, it, and, and, and maybe I'm just sort of blind around. I hang, hang around mostly Christian people, and, and uh, it, I have uh, the privilege in my work to be around mostly Christian people, so maybe I'm kind of alienated, or maybe I have my blinders on. But I didn't realize today that there's still so much of this ceremonialism going on in our world today. Amen. We were eating uh, a couple of weeks ago with some friends of ours from Roswell Creek, and and uh, we were uh, as we got through eating, Brother Scott Hadley he told me he said he said you know there's all kind of strange doctrine out there, and I said yes yeah, there is, and he said. Uh, he said, the other day I was at somebody's house. I think he may have been working on the air conditioner. I can't remember, but he said, the man asked me, he said, have you been saved? And he said, yes, I have. I've been saved. But he went on to say, have you had hands laid on you? Amen. And he said, nobody's but the Lord when he saved me. And he stressed to him, he said, unless you've had somebody lay their hands upon you, you're not truly saved. And you see, that's not just that's not just out here, here and there, but that's being commonly taught all around. Amen. Praise the Lord that, that, that Paul gloried in nothing else but the cross Amen. of Jesus Christ. Do you realize today that you can be saved without having anybody's a human being speaking to you amen or somebody putting their hand on your shoulder saying repeat this prayer or do this or do that do you realize that God is so big that he can come down in a young man's bedroom and save him there in the bed with no supervision from his parents or his pastor or anybody else amen Boy, haven't we got it good? Haven't we got it good in the day of grace that you and I live that through the cross of Jesus Christ we were given free access. Amen. I don't have to go talk to somebody else to talk to the Lord today. A privilege that came with knowing Him and the free part of sin, Maggie, is being able to get down on our knees whether it be at our home or at church or out at the barnyard, amen, you and I have that privilege to come to Him and talk to Him and bring our petitions to Him today. Amen. amen. Through the cross of Jesus Christ today, amen. Amen. After Brother Scott told me that and what that man had told him, I thought, Lord, give me a burden. Give me a burden, Lord, to stress to folks uh, that it doesn't take circumcision or uncircumcision today. All these things that we do of the flesh, amen. Uh, but when God saves you, He gives a circumcision of the heart today, amen. amen. And makes us a new creature in Christ. Amen. 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 <laughs> Boy, you don't think there's a necessity in the cross today? I'm glad we've got them hanging up. Amen. I'm glad folks wear them around their neck. Amen. We need to be reminded how continually when we look around of what took place, the reason you and I have life and have it more abundantly today, not just by some happenstance that happened but there was a price paid on that cross, amen, for you and I today. Amen, and I'm glad of that. Paul said also in Colossians, he said, Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, when he's speaking of the rudiments, he's talking about the, the beginning, something not fully formed, something not finished, 
of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? Amen. 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 Well, I'm glad today I'm free as a bird. Amen. If you've been saved today, you're free as a bird. No wonder we talk about the song, Peace Like a River. Amen. Joy like a fountain. Amen. All these things that comes because of what happened on Calvary's cross. Never lose sight of that today. Paul also said in Corinthians, he said, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen. A lot of folks today, when you preach about the cross, they think that's just an old fairy tale. Or if it did happen, it happened to somebody that justly deserved to be there on that cross. And they're missing the whole point today. Amen. Amen. It's the power of the salvation. I love the old song, At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light burdens of my heart rolled away. Amen. It was there by faith I received my sight. What does it make me, Sister Linda? It makes me happy all the day. Amen. 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 The cross. Jesus Christ. And what happened there? When Austin was playing football, they were on their way home from a away game and Naturally, they had lost the game and had not played very well at all. Some of you remember Brother Bubba Jennings was coaching there then, Susan Moore. Austin said they were on their way home on the bus, and uh, because of the way they had played and how the outcome of the game, Bubba wasn't a very happy camper. And uh, uh, he had some loaves of bread, and he had some ham. And uh, he passed those loaves of bread around. He passed that, I think it was like lunch meat ham. He didn't have nothing to go on it, just bread and ham. And he told them, he said, uh, here's your meal. Y'all eat, make yourself a sandwich. So there's bread and ham, nothing more, nothing less. I said that to say this. It's Jesus Christ and Him crucified the cross. Oh, nothing less. <laughs> Dog, we can't add to it. No, we can't. We can't. If we do, then we're going against the Word of God. We certainly can't take away from it. For without that, there is no salvation. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins, the Bible teaches us. Amen. So there's a necessity. It was necessary. It wasn't a half-to thing on his part but it was a necessity for us that Jesus Christ go and bear our sins on the cross. Amen. And thank God that it's still represented and it's still displayed around. And I realize today uh, that there's a lot of people that turn a blinded eye to it. I, I may not want to see it, I, uh, but I'm thankful today. Every time I drive down the road and I see a church and a cross, amen, I'm reminded, amen, of what Jesus Christ did there. Amen. It was a necessity for us today. Amen. Because of what happened on the cross, not only do I have life and have it more abundantly, but Brother Wayne, because of what happened on the cross, I still believe it's through the love of God and what happened on the cross that I've got a family. I believe that. I don't believe that that's just a, a, a chance that everything worked out. I believe it was what Jesus did and, and it was what come from me accepting Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, your personal Savior today. These blessings, not only salvation, but the blessings that come from, from God. What a what a thrill it was to see all them youngins, little ones on up. And you could tell the ones that were a little more mature. And they, 
uh, they kind of led things there. And some of them just learning, and some of them just rolling around being babies. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I loved holding that little nephew of yours. Is Forrest his name? Forrest. And I held him over there and I got him in trouble. But he'd take that, he'd take that, that fan, he'd bang and I'd make a face and he just thought that was the grandest thing in the world. And Belinda looked at me and said, you're getting him in trouble. But I'm going to tell you today, you can look around and you can see that how God has just blessed and it's our responsibility not only as mamas and daddies and grandmothers and granddaddies, but it's our responsibility as the church to love these little children, hug them up, let them know that they're loved, amen. Because they're in a world today where Satan is going to try his best to pluck them out of every family that he can. I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm just preaching you the truth today. He would love nothing better than to pluck them out. But let's just take them and hold them and love them today. Let's teach them about the cross of Jesus Christ. And when they ask the question, you know, over there in the Bible where they had put up, I think it was, that when the Lord had delivered the children of Israel over Jordan and they made a, a memorial there, a monument, and the Bible said that they were told that when their children and grandchildren asked, what is this thing? What is this monument? Why is it here? Who piled these rocks up? What does it mean? That you might tell them that this was the time when God delivered his children from the Egyptian bondage and drowned the Egyptians. Amen. When them children asked, what does that cross mean? Why are there so many of them? Why he got that around your neck? That you can tell him, amen, the necessity of the cross of Jesus Christ. Come get us a song. Everybody stand. 327. 327.